The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Thank you very much. You are listening to The Hard Shoulder. Kieran Cuddy with you until 7 o'clock this evening. And as you can probably hear, I'm not in News Talk Studios. I'm actually around the corner. I'm on Kildare Street and I'm in front of the offices of the Department of Agriculture. And outside here, there are. Uh, a number of farmers, large number of farmers gathered, the IFA protesting against these changes to nitrate uh, derogation uh, limits. Jim Hall is one such farmer who is with me, he's chair of the IFA in Kilkenny as well. Uh, Jim, why are you here? What brings you here? Well, I suppose we're here, we're here on two fronts actually, Kieran. Firstly, we're here on the way the Minister announced the nitrate derogation yesterday. We were in the middle of a consultation process, I suppose, to try and see could we get these changes uh, um, implemented, but maybe there could be a different way of doing it in terms of chemical nitrogen and organic nitrogen. But we're also here on the fact that there's huge delays on the Minister delivering payments to, to farm families around the country. He changed the system there this year. He's blaming resources, he's blaming IT. He needs to show a bit of leadership here and get this sorted. Because there's people who have applied for schemes in good faith and now there's a delay of a month at a time of year where people depend on money. Getting youngsters back to school, children go back to college, you know, and there's other bills to be paid as well. So we just feel, and I personally feel, that the Minister has has failed to deliver for farmers. And I think it's his performance in the past few months has been, has been poor at best. So... Right, we'll deal with both of them separately. On, on the nitrates, for people listening to this now who are not of farm and stock, explain it very simply. What, what, what are the changes and how do they affect farmers like yourself? Okay, it is, it, it is very simple. So the nitrates is literally, it's, it's, it's called that, it's, it's, each animal has a, an excretion level or a scientific excretion level. So to simplify it down, it's actually the number of cows that I can carry on my farm, to put it in simple terms. So the changes in those levels will mean I can actually carry less cows on my farm. And people will say, well, that's, you know, is that a good thing or a bad thing? Well, the issue is that, so in, in the case of dairy farmers, which is the best agricultural enterprise or the most profitable agricultural enterprise, it will mean that maybe dairy farmers will go out and rent ground off of their neighbour or, you know, and, and force out someone who's grazing a few cattle or grazing a few sheep who are running a, a low-scale enterprise. So those people are going to come under serious pressure. So it's it's all about market disruption. I mean, they're, the old cliche, Kieran, they're not creating any more land. Like, I mean, there's, there's talks of the housing market at the moment. You can build more houses. You can't create more land. So, I mean, if I have to uh, rent more ground to stay at my existing level, this is not to do with expansion, just to stay where I am. It means whoever I rent the ground from is I'm going to displace somebody else. And I suppose that's the, uh, that's the huge issue. It's the market disruption and it will affect other farmers, not just dairy farmers. And there'll be people listening to this and they'll hear that and they'll think, well, the other solution is you, you just uh, you downsize the herd and you actually have fewer stock at the farm. And, and, and they'll think that's exactly what we should be doing, you know, nationally. Maybe, but, maybe this is a, a route to that destination. Well, actually, in my own scenario where I am on the outskirts of Kenny City, it's probably downsized the herd as what's going to happen. But the knock-on of that is, I mean, I have financial commitments to make with the banks, the same as everybody else. I have a mortgage to pay, no more than anybody else, and no other sector of society would tolerate a potential cut to their income. And that's why we're here, because, I mean, we're looking at a reduction in our cow numbers, which means it reduces my ability to make an income. And I have youngsters in college, and I have a mortgage to pay. And that's why we're so exercised, and that's why we're here. And do you think that's what's often forgotten in the 
debate and discussion when we talk about kind of nitrates and water pollution and carbon emissions and you know kind of uh, dairy exports and cutting down Brazilian rainforest that actually what's forgotten in a lot of the talk is that were we to reduce the national herd or reduce our output um, uh, 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 or reduce the size of the agri-food sector that there's an actual cost to individual farmers that you're stripping them of some of their livelihood well I suppose even to, to broaden it out a small bit there's an actual cost like to, to the wider uh, economic to the to the wider rural community like we were I was in Washington uh, in June Kerrygold butter which is produced on Irish farms by Irish dairy farmers is the number two brand in America Kerrygold butter is the number two brand in the UK. So our Irish exports, it's a premium product and it's been sought after by UK and US consumers and right across Europe as well, in, in Germany and other places. So if, if like, you know, Tyrone put 340 million euros last year into the Kilkenny economy. So if I'm forced to reduce and farmers are forced to reduce, that's a reduction in money coming into the local economy. So it doesn't just affect farmers, it affects the wider economic community. And I suppose that's the point, so your listeners listening, that point is often forgotten. Like, all money that's made by farmers stays on Irish shores. So, like, we have Abbott Pharmaceutical building in Kilkenny, but the profits from that will go over, you know, uh, go offshore. Every penny Irish farmers made is spent in local economy. That's the key point. All right, well, ladies and Jim, thanks a million for speaking to us. Thomas O'Connor is with me now, farmer in Kildare. Thomas, why are you here today? Um, should, we're gathered here today for a two-fold approach. First of all, the main, from a dry stock side of things, is the delay in payments, but also the announcement of the derogation has a massive implication in my farm at home. That was announced yesterday, like, and we're very frustrated with this minister. He's uh, given us lip service for a long time, and it's time now we apply severe pressure to him. Um, his position is nearly becoming untenable. He's... He's not representing farmers, and he's definitely not representing the productive farmers of where I am in South Leinster, anyway. What would a farmer, or a, a minister, rather, representing farmers look like? What, what, what do you want Charlie McConnell to do? He needs to recognise, like, I, I talk personally about my own situation. I'm a young dry stock farmer, full-time farming, which is very rare nowadays. Most young farmers are gone dairy, and, I'm, and I stay a dry stock farmer because I'm very passionate about good quality cattle, and, and, and that's what I like doing. But like in the last tw- uh, 24 months, I've took a 35% income into my direct supports, which also now he's going to, to delay when he's given them to us this year. And also after yesterday, um, I'm going to take a 35% reduction in the number of cattle that I produce on the farm. So my income is derived from selling livestock. I buy them, bring them to beef and sell them. Unfortunately now after yesterday, I'm in a scenario where he's slashed my direct supports and my my plan was to increase to, to increase the amount of cattle I produce to take back to to get back the money I've lost. But now I'm in a position where my direct support is cut, and now the amount of animals or the amount of produce I can sell is also cut. So where does that actually leave me yeah. in the sector? And that's my biggest issue with him. And I've, look, I've said this firsthand. The minister has been out on my farm and I've explained this to him. And like, it, I don't want to come across as I'm only one cog in the wheel, but in the system of production I'm in, I produce, I buy cattle from 50, 60, 70 different farmers. An effect on me as a productive dry stock farmer 
will have a negative effect through the whole of the farming economy. And I don't think that's something that our minister recognises. Um, what, what do you say, though, to those who might defend Charlie McConlogue and they'd say, well, hold on, he, he did plead your case to the European Commission yesterday, but it just fell on deaf ears. Like that, that's where the problem is. And then he, he's, he's tried to hold a meeting today, but you guys are standing outside instead of going into the room. I think only the ICMSA, I understand, are the only people who went into the room uh, of all the organisations uh, um, who were invited. He would say, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to engage with you guys, I'm trying to listen, but you won't talk to me. I have a great answer for, for the Minister for that, and, and I've done, it's something we've done in our own executive in Kildare. What, when we start talking about derogations, and even your listen, listeners listening to this we won't understand, because even most of farmers don't, it's a complicated issue. we done in Kildare is... We got all our TDs, our local councillors, Kildare County Council, we brought them out into a derogation farm and we explained to them what we're doing as farmers. And the majority of people, the majority of the people that attended that day couldn't actually believe the amount of measures that farmers are doing. Because in, in, the biggest pressure issue we have as farmers is we're, we're failing to communicate the amount of work we're doing on farm for the environment and for environmental reasons. And I have a huge issue when the minister is fighting our case and he couldn't bring over whoever the top officials from Europe are and bring them out into a farm. We offered them the farm in Kildare. We have a great showcase of it. Uh, and there's several throughout the, there's hundreds throughout the country the same. But when he could take this such a serious issue for a detrimental issue, and especially to the young dairy farmers of this country, and to take that to take that meeting over Zoom. It's, he's after showing huge disrespect to us as farmers and that's not acceptable. And what do you say then as well, Thomas, to, to people listening to this uh, who, you know, who are not of farming stock um, and I know m- most families in Ireland, you don't have to go too far to find that you, we're, yeah. we're not too far removed from farms, most of us, but somebody maybe who, who, who is quite removed and they look at the kind of chart of Ireland's carbon emissions and for them it's kind of a very simple uh, choice. You know what I mean? They say, right, agricultural emissions, they're up here, we need them down here. We do that by the uh, shouts here are the uh, representatives from the uh, ICMSA who have uh, just left the meeting with uh, Charlie McConnellogue. Not uh, huge support for them amongst the IFA who are here. Um, but, you know, they look at that chart, they see the carbon emissions, they realise we have to get them down, they look at kind of nitrate pollution levels in our water, I say particularly where I am, southeast of the country, you know, in the, the Three Sisters, sure, the Barrow, the Noor, high nitrate levels, and they think, oh, this is very simple, we simply just have to reduce the national herd, and maybe this is the way of doing it. It's not about reducing, reducing the national herd either, because the reality of it is, if you look at it, all the different farming techniques that have been really truly have only been introduced in the last four years and to reverse a trend in water quality takes longer a larger amount of time than that and like farmers are incorporating um, different different like if you take a tillage farmer they're now no longer leaving stubbles bare stubbles over the, over the winter they're incorporating green cover crops to stop soil erosion and and if you look at and if you look at where I am I'm based near Italian County Kildare our biggest issue is our land is too free drain so you spread any um, fertiliser, if it's the wrong conditions, goes straight down through the soil. But what we have in this country, we have a fantastic advisory group in Chagas, and they've, they've drilled massive resources, but not half enough, into a thing called the ASSET programme, which is advisory-led. So farm, we have advisors coming out on farm, explaining simple techniques to farmers without beating them with a stick or out giving them a penalty, and farmers have a 97% engagement in it. 
and I've explained this to, to our minister, I've explained it to our junior minister who lives up the road from Martin Hayden, and this is something that we as farmers are looking for, but they're not ploughing their resources into it. We want a solution to this as much as anyone else. And just on, unfortunately, even though as green, if we get greener and greener producing the food in this country, our percentage of the amount, our percentage in regards to overall emissions produced in this country will always remain high. And that's purely because we've no other heavy industry. We're the world's best at producing milk for, as regards per litre of carbon footprint. We're fifth or sixth in Europe in beef, but that's because we've been, we're been overtook by people producing veal, which we don't want in this country. We are as, we're as highly as efficient in this country as anywhere else in the world, and I think our general public need to start recognise that. And, we, and look, I'll be straight up, we as farmers also need to be more positive and in, in telling our, our side of the story. And also from a national media point of view, come with us with a good story don't always be coming out when we're protesting alright well listen uh, the protest for what it's worth uh, uh, wrapping up uh, Thomas thanks a million for joining us The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan weekdays from 4 on News Talk.